welcome back to All Things Accurate, because I'm usually the one that does it, but it can be you. Yeah. That's totally fine. So yes, welcome back to All Things Accurate. I'm Dustin. I'm Matt. And I'm Justin. This is a whole, I like it. This <laughs> is the, we did, this is a, excellent. I like this start so far. So welcome back to All Things Accurate. We are on episode, this is, is this 28? Is it, oh no, this is 29. 29. We don't know what episode this might be, so we're not going to count the episodes anymore. We're approaching 30. We, we, we are approaching 30. <laughs> That's a pretty big milestone. We could it be is. at 30. Um, I do want to say... It could be the first podcast not to count them. Well, you know, I Trust guess... Trust me, the, I've listened to plenty of podcasts. We are not the first to not count them. See? Well, when they put them up, they put the episode number. I don't know if they talk about the episode number. Um, anyway, it's... it's <laughs> Dustin has been with us for... Is it officially a year now? A year last month, actually. The 12th. Ooh. That's awesome. So sorry Happy for your, sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. apologize for that. So um, <laughs> we but, apologize <laughs> to everybody that's been in the industry at least a year. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, I'm coming up on. Well, I'm on four now. So yeah, yeah. Well, with us, we all have a love hate relationship with this industry. It's a great it's a great time, but obviously there's with any job there's frustrations. That's just how it goes. I, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, but so again, now we're going to talk about our love hate relationship with that's Acura right. RDX. That's right. Uh, that's right. So today, if you watched the last episode, which I think it was our last one, yeah. um, or whenever it came out, we talked about Justin and I talked about the MDX, our love hate relationship with it. You know, some of the things we liked, some of the things we didn't like, and it really got a lot of good feedback. Um, I know some of the comments people really liked that we talked about that, and, and we did try to be as open and honest as we. I mean, not like we don't try to be that way, but I think it was important to have that conversation. We'll set the record straight. I mean, we like the RDX, just right, like we true. like the MDX, right. but just every like, vehicle could be better. Yeah, every vehicle could be better, just like every product you ever bought that's could true. be better. Yeah, that's a fair point. Every every product you ever bought. Every, everything? Everything. Literally everything <laughs> could be better. Yeah, I mean, there's always something that, you know, not everything, whether it's a house that you buy, it's not going to check every box Oof. that you might want. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, well, that touches home. Come on now. Touches home. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Literally touches See home. what you did. Right. <laughs> that was not on purpose. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything that you buy, there's boxes that you're going to check or not check, but you still have to make the decision on a vehicle. So, you know, while, again, we do, we we really like the RDX. In fact, it's honestly one of my favorite cars. Um, in fact, I've been trying to lease one, Justin, but, uh, you know, it's, you know. <laughs> We'll talk. That's another podcast. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. So, Acura's on the third generation of the Acura RDX. Yes. Did not exist before that. Came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, it came out with a four-cylinder turbo. Yep. It, Actually, was that Acura? That was Acura's first four-cylinder turbo. It was, yeah. And, and was that Honda's? I, if I'm honest, I don't really remember. Um, I know that was prior to our time. Maybe we should look that up, but I I don't think it. I don't know if it was right. Um, was there anything prior to that? Prior to For 2007, me. in a Honda product that had a turbo. No, no. So, someone might have to. We'll have to, might have to double check. Put that in the that, comments if, if yeah. anybody knows that. Well, here. Well, well, y'all look. Yeah, that's we have. You were wow. the little resource just, there, but he can just um, Google yeah, it. And. I think other than that, even after that, we hadn't had any turbocharged vehicles up until 2019 when they did bring back the new RDX. So the 2007 to 2012 was the first generation RDX, um, which had the four-cylinder turbo like we talked about. And then the next generation, the second generation was 13 through 18, which brought on the naturally aspirated V6. During that brief intermission, which you didn't know that we had, we did look up the information regarding... (laughs) (laughs) regarding uh, turbocharged engines with Honda and Acura World. 
And it turns out that was the first production vehicle that Honda or Acura released um, here yep, in the United in the States US. was the 2007 RDX. Yeah. That's the, I thought that, but, you know, I was I'm glad we looked that up. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there was another one. Because sometimes, you know, I don't know all of Honda's history going way back in time, but there could have been a small turbocharged engine way back when, and I wouldn't have any, any idea because that was prior to me being alive. Um, but anyway, actually, would have, yeah, I guess it would have been. Anyway, so... It would, obviously, that's an important milestone for Honda and Acura because that's kind of what their mainstay was, was these naturally aspirated engines were literally over the course of time. Now we're in a very different time. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about with the first generation RDX was the super handling all-wheel drive. Yeah, and I even made a note of that because okay. it's interesting. That was on the first generation, went away for the second generation, yep. and whew, got it back. Yeah. So, Did they replace it with for the second gen? It was Honda's intelligent yeah. all-wheel drive system that was the same that they took out of the CRV. Um, oh, okay. And, you know, I just had this conversation today with a client that we were talking about that. And they, it's really, you know, we don't hear that a lot that people are excited that they brought that back. And I know we're in 2023 now. And we talked about this now and I will get into the 19 RDX. But they did bring it back. And, you know, for us, I think we felt like it was a super important thing for Acura to bring on to the models because of its capability and its performance and all that great stuff that comes with super handling all-wheel drive. And, and to be fair to Acura with the second gen, I don't know how many people really cared. And I feel like that's part of the reason that they didn't put it on the second generation. Well, that was their point. I think it, for the, the cost of mm -hmm. putting that better all-wheel drive system, they felt wasn't worth it and the customers didn't notice. And I, <laughs> right. arguably being here, I don't know that many noticed. And maybe still today. I, I mean, we were sad. <laughs> But yeah. I don't know that the customers were. And that's disappointing as a, you know, to have such a great all-wheel drive system and people just not care about it. You know, maybe we're a little biased towards it, but yeah. uh, it does a lot of great things. And, you know, yeah. but it's back. So we don't have to, we don't have to cry over it anymore. That's right. That's true. That. <laughs> but just know if you go back into the used car market and you're looking for a pre-owned yeah. one that, you know, that second generation, 13 through 18, had that irregular all-wheel drive system. Not that it's bad. Yeah. It's just not what it's you're not doing. a torque it's not a torque factoring. It's right. like a front wheel drive bias primarily. It's like eighty percent of the wheel power to the front, like all the time, and sometimes it can do fifty percent of the power power to the back. I'm not gonna get into all wheel drive, we talk about that another time. But uh, again, going into like the generation, so now the nineteen was when they redesigned the RDX. That was the the major overhaul of that vehicle. So here we are with the uh, with that third generation. And the refresh in two thousand and twenty two, what they call mid model refresh, halfway yeah. through the life cycle of the of this current RDX. We got some upgrades, <laughs> a little some changes. Yeah. And so that's what we're here to talk about the two thousand twenty three, but bringing you back up to speed of how we got there. Yeah, and it was kind of a long journey. I remember when we talked about the like the second generation, you know, prior to was kind of boring and that was like the big complaint. And that's kind of what this new one changed a lot of. It changed that perception of the Acura brand. In fact, Acura used that, the new RDX, as the kind of the beginning point for the rest of our brand to say, hey, we're back as a performance kind of luxury brand. This car is going to be more exciting. It's going to offer more like more dynamic driving style, all of that stuff, which it does. So while we do love the RDX for everything that it is, obviously there's lots of like about it, lots of not like. Dustin, I know this is where you kind of started with Acura, whereas where we're at now. And it's kind of funny, like as we kind of went through that whole, that that kind of those pain points that we hear from a lot of people in that car, you got to jump right into it, which is a great car. And I'm sure you like it, you know, too. So I mean, yeah, it's one of the things where I'm obviously looking into getting an SUV as I get older. And yes, the RDX is definitely 
top of my list if I can never afford it. But <laughs> it, it's a hard card not to like with what you get for the value. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look out there in the marketplace, and I know we can, this is a tough category now because there's so many yeah. smaller yeah. or medium size. I mean, it, it seems a little <laughs> bigger than maybe what, what it used to be. Well, it's funny that you bring that up about the stuff you get for the value because Matt and I were actually in the car about an hour ago, and I was on the phone with a client of mine, and he kept comparing the RDX to Volvo to BMW, the mm -hmm. X3, and he was comparing the price points, and he kept coming back to, for the price point of the X3, which even their M-Line at 59000 it didn't come with ventilated front seats. It didn't come with a wireless phone charger. It didn't come with wireless Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, and you're paying $4,000 more than the top-of-the-line RDX. Yeah. And he made those same points along with Volvo and Audi and even Mercedes where the value that you're getting, the amount of stuff that you get in the RDX for the price point starting in what the low 40s going up to the mid 50s, you get so much more for the money that you're spending. Yeah. And that's true of a lot of Acura products. And the RDX, I mean, in that segment, it is a lot of value for the car. I mean, they've always done a good job of making sure that's the case. And and I completely agree with that. You know, it's it's a super nice car uh, for that price point. Mm. So, I mean, a couple of things that, are, that really stand out, obviously, that panoramic sunroof yeah. across the lineup comes standard on the car. Like, that's, I, I know we're talking about Acura, and it's a luxury brand. Yeah, I should get things. But yeah. should get panoramic roof is on no... Manufacturer's list. Yeah, like oh, absolutely. So standard equipment is that panoramic roof, which I think is awesome. That was kind of one of those, wow, they didn't have to do, but they did. Yeah. Uh, I think that <laughs> it's the powertrain, I think, is just right. And I, and I went through this before as I look at other cars out there on the marketplace and say, well, you either get a little or a lot, especially mm -hmm. in that segment. You either get a, a smaller power plant that's underpowered, not quite enough, or too much, and it's very hard to find that right amount of power, right. which they've done a very good job with. Some people will argue that, oh, I want more. The BMW has more of that. The Mercedes. Okay, but this is not only plenty, it's it's fun to drive, right? right. Oh, yeah. And I and then all of a sudden you're kind of talking about a different price point, too. Sure. I mean, to go not to go back into the price point thing, but, yeah, I mean, you could probably spend a lot more to get a more powerful vehicle. But that's do you really need that at that point? And that's up to each person, obviously. Um, obviously styling, I know Acura with the 19 RDX when they redesigned the car, that was really one of the first really bold styled cars that we had. Um, when they changed that, that, I know that's something that's kind of more subjective to each person, but um, <clears throat> I feel like styling on this car is top notch. You know, I really like the, the proportions on it. I think they did a great job with that, the sculpted hood. Um, the car in general, it's hard not to like stand up to, to the RDX and say it doesn't like, look like a good car. I think even your the guy we talked to earlier. Yeah, he was talking about he was yeah. talking about that it looked phenomenal. It looked like a sporty SUV. Yeah, and that's what he was looking to get into. I think it did a very good job. I've only seen maybe one or two of the second gen RDXs, but I think with oh, the okay. yeah. just the ones that are coming into service. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what Acura really accomplished there was differentiating them from. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. the CRV had a bubble butt. It did. <laughs> it did. It was it was more bubbly, it wasn't aggressive, but that's the way Honda's always been. The second gen RDX kind of had that same styling, and then with the third generation, the current one that we're on, they went straight balls to the wall, sporty, sleek lines, a um, a slimmer rooftop. So, I think they did a very good job of accomplishing what they 
ultimately wanted to do, differentiating the two companies. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that the RDX really hits home on uh, with Acura, and this is what they struggle with with the last two RDXs, is, is that not everybody wants... MDX has always been the staple of the brand. So, And if you wanted luxury, you had to go with the MDX. Yeah. And what this new RDX introduced was a smaller package with nicer features and equipment yeah. as a nicer car. And they never had that before. And that's where BMW and Mercedes kind of always towed the rope because you didn't have to get a bigger car to get a nicer car. Right. And that was Honda and Acura's problem for a long time and still could be a little bit is they think that to get nicer, you have to get bigger. Yeah, and, right. and that it always drove me nuts. It's like, <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be bigger to be right. nicer, right? You can you can make it a smaller or a medium size SUV, whatever class you want to put that in now, yeah. and make it nicer. And I think they, they did that with it, with this. You know, does it still have everything the MDX has? Probably not. And yeah, that's why a it's couple ten, things, though. That's why it's only eight, yeah. you know, eight to ten thousand dollars less. But it's small, like you said. It's, it, there's you can get most of the same offerings on it. Now. Yeah, exactly. It's funny when people do come in compare the MDX to the RDX. It's like, well, at that point, it's just about size or engine, I guess. If that's the big, the two big things that are important to you, because everything else across the board is is pretty much the same. You know, there's the you know the power steering column is in the MDX, and I guess that probably should still be with that. I'll get to that as some of the things yeah. that, that yeah. are disliked in a second, but. Um, and I know we pointed this out on the MDX, but like the audio system in the RDX is phenomenal. Um, yes. And and Acura has done a really good job across the board. But I think it sounds really good in the in the RDX, partially because of the size. Um, but they've done a good job with that as well. That ELS 3D yeah. audio. Yeah, that yeah, was the first, that, well, that was first, first car yeah. to have it. And, and it, again, talking about how what, good of a job they did in saying we're going to recreate this. Yeah. And, and they did. Like they did just take the old one and say, okay, let's make it a little bit better. I mean, they just wiped the slate clean and said, okay, yeah, we're going to really make something. And exactly. they did. Yeah. And that speaks to also in 2022 when they said, okay, we're going to refresh this car. Well, it still looks kind of like the other ones because, <laughs> because I think they didn't want to ruin what they already had. Right. Right, let's, let's make it a little bit better. Let's add some nice things. They did add a nice trim <clears throat> level, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, a spec advance, yep. which is, I think a, a Great, except, yeah. matter of fact, I think the MDX should get the same treatment level. <laughs> right. And so yeah. I think they, they, they listened and said, okay, these are the things that's missing. This is what we should do without yeah. ruining what people like. And right. what people like are the styling, the looks, the, the different packages. Yeah, and, and really, and, and I know this is going to, as we go through each car, because that's our goal is we're going to talk about each car a little bit. But, um, you know, Acura makes a lot of st standard content. I know you mentioned that earlier, but like, that's something that they do a really good job with all their models. And the RDX, even in a base level RDX, being able to have like pan or moonroof, you know, app, the Apple CarPlay Android Auto, the blind spot indicators, all the safety systems, stuff that, like you were saying earlier, that you should be able to find in a luxury car is now in that third generation RDX. And I bring that up because if you remember, a base model RDX, do you remember that thing in the second gen? You got a screen that was about this big. Yeah, well, boy, oh. that was one car we were we were almost embarrassed to sell back at towards yeah, the end of it, its life. That's anyway, right. at the beginning of its life, it wasn't much different as as mm. technology the, evolved. Yep, was it the LCD screen from the Honda? From a Civic, yeah, yeah, literally, it was. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, for those of you out there, listen, it's a great car. It yeah. really is. Like yeah. the RDX has always been a solid car. It it lacked a lot of the stuff that they did a good job in this generation of changing, especially in the twenty two when they refreshed the car. Here we are in twenty three. And getting all those safety systems standard, I just wish they would make the darn things. 
<laughs> well, we'll talk about availability yeah. towards the end of, end of it, but but that's a whole other subject. It, but they, they did it, it like I said as we go through this. Yeah. you know, we're, it's hard to pick it apart because arguably it, it's really yeah, a hard card to, to tear up. So there are some things though that I, I don't know that they hit all the notes or, or everything they could. And who knows? Maybe in that class and at that price point, they they won't. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. You know, too. That, that without it has grown up a little bit in price because yeah. this car used to start kind of in the mid thirties. Yeah, I think it was like thirty seven. Yeah, was like I mean, a base you get a, model. a base model, and now we're in the yeah. low forties. Yeah. So it's it's grown up a lot. It has. And so is everything else. You got to put on your big boy pants now if you want to get one. The eggs at the store cost more too. Say, so everything. Right. Yeah. I walk into the store. I'm like, uh, I'll take those eggs over there. So you have enough for that? I got it. Credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> or they're behind. They're going to start putting them behind the plexus. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Well, they already tell you you can only buy a couple. You know. Oh, do they? Really? They're still living on the eggs. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So obviously everything has gone up in price, and uh, you know, I don't know where you want to start off with the dislikes. I'll let you kind of like. Whoa, why do you have to have dislikes? Start. Why is it? Why? Why do you have to have everything? You know, I. So I don't have a whole <laughs> lot with RDX, as you know. I, I probably drive whatever car I choose to drive here, and I'm not touting that. I'm saying that I have a choice of picking yeah. an automobile drive. I usually drive an RDX. Yep. Because how well rounded it is. Yeah. It, it's the right size. It just the right amount of power. It's fun to drive. Yep. I mean, there's so many things. Like I said, it's hard. Uh, to argue with it, it does hit all, all, like all the right notes. Like it really does. If I wanted to say, could they up their game? I would say that that the one thing that, that probably I care a little less about that I think is important to a lot of people. It's probably not as quiet as yeah some of the other cars out there in its class. And I use maybe the BMW and I'll use the Audi as probably the example yeah. of four cylinders that are quieter than ours. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why that i mean i know that, that that adds cost it adds weight you suffer fuel economy there's a lot of things that go into it yeah. but it's probably not as quiet and i think that's probably one of the things when people go from an mdx to the rdx and say it's not quite the same car is probably because it's just doesn't feel as quiet as with them or rdx to rdx you know or, people who are coming out of the previous generation who have that v6 and you know again i do like the new engine but i think depending depending on where you're coming from or what you had prior if you had that V6 before and you went into and you go into the new RDX, you know, you hear some engine sound or exhaust note coming from the vehicle. No, I so. have to use the other side. I like that. I like it. So yeah, a little bit, yeah. And I, and I speaking like it from too. a consumer, yeah, I think absolutely. that's the point. Yeah. Speaking from a consumer, I like it up to a point. It is on it can get ungodly annoying with that four cylinder because it's a whine. It, it's not like it's a little you're, throaty. I don't you're know. Gonna, you're gonna roll your eyes at me. I saw that. <laughs> well, but it's just it's a it's does a wine more than other four cylinders. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have a very unpopular opinion <laughs> here. I, that's fine. I love no, it. you can I, absolutely. My Accord with the one five four cylinder turbo sounds better and throatier than the RDX does. Touche. I, I have it, to it be in that drive because really I have to. <laughs> you, you wrote in it. You wrote in it this morning. I don't know if you were paying attention, but yes, it, in. In my opinion, it sounds better. There are better sounding four cylinders out yeah, there. Yeah, for whatever reason, it, it 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 it's a raspy, uh, yeah, sounding, which is strange because I don't. The funny thing is, I know they can do better with how it's because it doesn't sound the same way in the TLI. Right, that's so, a good same point. Same power plant too, I, which I don't. Not sure how. Yeah, that. so is that based on because there's not enough 
like of the foam that they. Well, put I think so, yeah, it's an insulation. It's, it could be how how the how the powertrain's mounted in the yeah. car. I mean, there's a lot of variables. Just could be hearing it more. Well, the fact that it's an SUV too, as opposed to like a car. I mean, that is the one thing. Now. To kind of squash all that, because I personally, like you're saying, really, I kind of, in, I don't mind the sound of it. I don't, th- I think it's fine to me, but you only hear it when you're accelerating, right? And I think that's an important yeah. thing to yep. do because guess what? You're not always doing. You're not always accelerating. So, and it's really like on harder accelerations is when it, it is. really, you yeah. Know, and makes... and in the newer one, the 23, they did help that. It, it is, is quiet. Yeah, there, it's yeah. noticeably quieter. Matter of yeah. fact, when I get in a 19, yeah, I use that example because we're getting a lot of yeah. off lease or coming in. I notice it immediately yeah. that it's different. So it did add more so sound they, deadening in yeah, 22. It, it's think, dramatically yeah. different than what it was. So if you drove one in the past and you said, well, maybe that was one of the things that just didn't hit it off well with it. Is, now, I'm not, I, I'm guess portraying that as a customer. That's a wish that I have because that would make our jobs easier if customers yeah. like oh, yeah. As a person, I like the noise. I don't mm-hmm. think, I, I actually don't like a tomb-like car. Yes. And I think that's, I don't want to hear the person next to me breathing. I can't stand it. <laughs> like I want noise. Right. right. And if it's not going to be the, the engine, it's going to be the radio. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I'm not big on that. And if you follow, I'm sure if you watch our videos, you know that I drive a WRX, which is much louder than anything right. that we drive right. here from an exhaust standpoint right. and from a noise insulation standpoint. In fact, driving yesterday, couldn't have a conversation with my wife, but maybe that's a good thing. But anyways, <laughs> but hopefully she doesn't watch this. Right, she won't. So, uh, <laughs> so when I get in the RDX, I like that it has a little note to it. To me, it's quiet. To me, it's quiet. Right. So it depends on what you're coming from or what you're used to. So I think new people who are kind of in the market now who have, have driven a lot of different cars who have a four cylinder, I don't always have an opportunity to drive all these cars. So when they say it sounds fine to me, my guess is that everything else is relatively quiet in comparison. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if it's like, um, yeah, and that's, again, that's, this is probably the, honestly, like the lowest point for me on the car in terms of that. Everything else is, is done really well because, yes. you know, the car in general, like you said, is kind of like the, to me, it's almost accurate as like gold standard. Like it kind of fits, it's like the golden ratio. It fits right where you want it to fit with regards to everything else, the price point, the size, the drive and everything. Uh, there is one other thing I wanted to bring up as a, as a like, and I totally forgot about this, was the the trunk. It's one of my favorite components on this vehicle um, and the size. So just to kind of get into that real quick is the, the trunk itself, when you open the tailgate, there's quite a bit of space. And then if you haven't seen an RDX in person, um, there's some nice underfloor storage as you open up the different There's compo- a lot of compartments. Storage. There is, yeah. yeah it's phenomenal. Um, and I always show people that. I think that is one of the, my favorite little things um, and in the vehicle. And I think it's underrated in, in you know, it's smaller than the MDX, but I don't know that you lose as much functionality when yeah. you talk about space. It has that opening in the, because it doesn't have those third seats in it that have to fold down like the MDX. Right. Usable space is not that much different. I mean, yeah. the MDX is a much larger car, but you're not, you can't tote around a, a whole lot more in it. You just have more seats available in the MDX. Right. No, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. I always make the joke that, I always make the joke that the first hidden storage compartment is for valuables, and then the second one, when you lift the door, <laughs> right. up, yeah. is for smuggling. <laughs> it is. It's, it's yeah. so weird how, yeah. it's cool, it's awesome, but it's kind of weird that you have that back, you have a storage compartment all the way in the back of the trunk, yeah. then you have one up front, then you have the two on the side as well that can if you have windshield washer fluid or if you have a battery pack or anything like that you can put it on the sides as well so yeah i would say functionality wise it is fantastic yeah when it comes to the trunk um the other uh and you can use it as a cooler 
Because there's, <laughs> no, right. there's no spare tire, so that hidden that yeah. trunk or that hidden storage compartment can be used as a cooler because you can just pop the top off and it drains the water. We don't. So that. there's no spare tire on. I was just about to bring that, that up. <laughs> so this is something that uh, I I do wish they do because an MDX has a spare tire, so there's no spare tires on. Which one? MDX is a beefy boy. <laughs> That's why. So there's no spare tire on A spec models uh, of the vehicle. Yeah. You, so if you um, this is a pain point for a lot of well, people. A spec or it, all wheel drive models because I think front wheel drive. Do they even make the front wheel drive anymore? In no, a RDX? Sure. I don't know. I don't, well, not they no, do. I haven't seen one in a long time. Not in a spec. I mean, in uh, in uh, other trims. Oh, oh, front wheel drive of the RDX, right? Right. To be fair, we don't sell a lot of all. Well, front we, wheel. These make, people might. Oh, we did just it. we did just have a used front wheel drive. <laughs> yeah, if you had okay, so front wheel drive or a spec models of the RDX do not have a spare tire. So if you look underneath there, and this is kind of, when you look underneath there, you're not going to see a spare, no matter what it is. So keep that in mind. So don't panic right away. Um, so if you have one of those models, just make sure that you know that because right. we have had people here uh, who call and they're kind of sad <laughs> about well, the, You got a flat tire and you didn't know you didn't have a spare. Yeah. Be sad. I know. I, it is something I try to bring up. I think we do in general a good job of making sure we bring it up. But it is important to know that all the MDXs have spares except for the Type S's, yeah. um, but the uh, RDX is not in those trim level, the front wheel drives and A specs. So yeah. just, and, and, and they're full size spares. Yeah. It is a full size spares. Same, yeah. It's a nice, it's not the same wheel on the car because they want you to fix it, but it is a nice spare tire. Correct. Now, to be fair to Acura, we could beat them up on the spare tire, but most manufacturers don't have a spare tire anymore. If right. you haven't checked lately on in your car shop, and you should, because I think you'd be surprised to see that spare tires have gone to heaven. And I think <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or gone to hell, depending on how you look at it. Well, I, think no one they, ever, I, I don't think anybody ever hated their spare tire. No, yeah. yeah. They hated the thing, but weight. I mean, didn't want to I, mean I guess their excuse is to shed weight, but... Well, yeah, I, I, I do agree. I mean, yeah. I don't know the cost that people say, well, it's cost. Well... I don't know that the inflator kit and everything they give you is a whole lot cheaper than a yeah, steel wheel right. and, a, and a small tire. It is a weight and space saving. Which is thing. hilarious to me because if manufacturers really cared that much about weight, why put a panoramic moonroof on there? Well, well that's, that's what, what you, it's a trade-off, <laughs> yeah. right? You want those features, trade something else. And then I think yeah. that's what, that's what, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of trade-offs as yeah. Yeah. time goes on. Right. As exactly. you want things, you have to give up generally something else yeah. or the car either gets expensive bloated whatever you know, those yeah. things um so. so some of the other things that i think are a little bit of pain points is the same thing on all of our cars is the screen um you know the when we talk about the mdx the mdx does have a bigger infotainment screen than the rdx by a couple, i think it's two inches it's like almost two is it 10.5 i think versus 10 well 12 and a half so it's about two inches uh between the two now the mdx does a better job of utilizing that screen so i think that's something that I wish they would update on the RDX because when you have like an advanced package and you're using a surround view camera, you know, they, they kind of don't yeah, the other part of the, right yeah, part of the that, screen. Yeah, 30% of the screen is not in operation, which yeah, is really which is weird strange. because like the MDX does that. And I'm like, well, I'll just do that. And I don't know. I, I do wish they would kind of change that. Obviously, they refresh the car. Who knows? You know, we have three more years potentially left of this model. So it does have the touchpad. Does have a touchpad? No so touchscreen. No touchscreen. And I know we talked about that, but I just we just, talked about it with the MDX. We didn't talk about it with the RDX, but it's the same pain point. Yeah, same pain point, and it is is a smaller screen too. So I think they needed, you know, maybe a touchscreen would be beneficial. I know it's kind of up in your in your 
you know, too far away to really reach, but we've already got a lot of comments saying, I just wish they would make it a touchscreen. It's really not that bad. I don't think it's that bad. Well, the operation, I like the operation of touchscreen. Yeah. I just think it should do both because there's so many of you that want to touch things. Yeah. Like you got to touch your phone. You got to touch, touch your phone. So, so give them the touchscreen, give them what they want. I don't, I, again, I uh, cars that have touchscreen. I don't find that operation better. I know everybody wants it. it it's not. I think the, I it, think the touchpad's better. I know. I, I, I have it. a touchscreen. Once you, once you use the touchpad and understand how it works yeah. and, and get used to it, it's way better than you licking your phone and touching the screen and doing everything else yeah. you want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Licking it's, your phone? Well, yeah, because you know, they're <laughs> fascinated <laughs> with touching it, yeah. it right? Yeah. We're fascinated with the phone, and that's what they want in their car. Right, yeah. And but oh, I that's but I, I think I if we made it, both, it would work. I it wish work. it would stop being dual screen. I hate that. You mean with like the two little well, screens? Yeah, so so stupid. Yeah, so the RDX the is the same as the MDX, it yes. has a split. Yeah, yeah it does. But it, the MDX does a little bit better job of utilizing it, it does. But um, uh, the one I just thought about this as I was looking at our notes on the MDX was the back seat on the RDX. Just make it move a little bit. <laughs> yeah, know? it is. It's a comfortable backseat, but it is fixed. Oh, you mean like on the like on the MDX side, you can move it? Yeah. Back. Well, you no, know, not you, that, but like that you, you can't, can't recline it. it. Oh. Like okay. every other, I don't know of any that you can't other than the RDX. It is comfortable. Oh. So that's a newer thing, though. I think cars yeah. of yesteryear, there weren't many you could ever even move those. So twelve Forester, you could. Well, I mean, <laughs> over the years, right, yeah, most sure. of them you could. Calm down, super. Boy, that thing was super fast. It wasn't fast. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. It wasn't fast, but you got your reclining seats. That's right. Right. Yeah, but, uh, but at least well, that's you had a place to rest while it was trying <laughs> to get to your destination. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, that's these are I, these are going to be little things because I just feel like you know those are little things I wish. You know, people do say that. They're like, well, how do I print, recline these seats? I'm like, well, you can't. You know, and I think when you're in sales trying to sell something, you want to have this. Oh, really? I've literally oh, never had someone well, ask that. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize, even if their car does that now. It's you're probably right. Know. Yeah, I think that's it. And you're right. I think of yesteryear, maybe there was more cars that did that. But I think as time has gone on, there probably are less cars that do that. And maybe it's just for like, you know, I know for a long time, well, it's like rigidity purposes, just like in the older TL, they didn't want those back seats moving, you know, when they had to just this, just the pass through, that's part of like the design of the car, right? So there's that part of it. Um, I, there's not too many other things that, that no, kind of it's, bother it's me. a hard car to pick things apart. I'm, I'm looking at just even jog and say, well, this is what I like yeah. or don't like about it. I mean, there are a couple of little things that are, that, um, that if we really want to get granular on it, yeah. you know, it's annoying to me that it still has, um, non-LED rear turn signals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did have one person talk oh, about, that about that I didn't I mean, even think about and that. I didn't think about that. And I know <laughs> that's a nitpick, but it, in this day yeah. on that car, probably right. should. Everything else is LED. Even the front right. turn signals are LED. Right. But and it has, <laughs> actually, in the front, they, they made up for part of it because the front turn signals on the RDX do something that was revolutionary for Acura, and they had the LED daytime running lights. Yep. And the turn signal was separate, so the LED light stayed on. Whereas most cars, oh. it shuts off. Boy, if you're driving one of those cars, just know your car looks dumb in the front when that happens. Yeah. And there's really no. <laughs> it honestly looks like your headlight went out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. The LEDs are bright enough. It's not like it's necessary for one to go off to right. turn the other. Yeah. yeah. So well, I think a lot of them, like you were saying, they utilize the same, same strip or strip, same bar yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Just just make it LED. 
So the other, like the MDX or other cars are LED, like just make it LED. Yeah, that was the only, it's just that rear turn signal. And the rest of it, like I said, is LED and looks great. And yeah. they're awesome lights. And um, The other thing too was like the packaging. We talked about that on the MDX. You know, when someone comes in and they want, I know it's a, maybe it's a big ask when you say, hey, I want second row heated seats, right? Or even ventilated seats. And this goes back to when I talked about the MDX. I almost wish there was like a package where you can get that stuff where you're not paying the price of an advanced package to get all those things like second row seats or even cooled seats, you know, and maybe heated steering wheel. I know we can add it, but I, I think those are like little creature comforts that when you look at other brands I, and I'm talking about brands that are not luxury brands, like, the, like we'll talk about some of the competitors to it. Like, um, well, I guess, you know, like, I'll bring this up as a competitor is the Nissan Murano. People do bring that up and sure. That's shop. You know, yeah, a price point almost. It is almost the same, point. and as you spend the most amount of money for a Nissan Murano, it's going to be less significantly less than our highest end. I'm not saying the Nissan Murano is what you should go and buy because I don't like that car at all. But like as far <clears throat> as far as feature set goes, are they still making the Murano? When I said that, I honestly just thinking I don't even know if they still have because I haven't had anyone ask about that in a while. So maybe they stopped making it, or people just hated it up. I don't know. I know we took one in. Uh, you trade can still long. buy. A 2023 Nissan. Okay, okay so they exist. So. So, okay. <laughs> they do. Um, so yeah, that. And I'm like, sure they have the same trim levels as they've had since they like platinum. So I guess I just wish like there was something that was in between for someone who doesn't who who, you know, I, I get, they get that they're spending more because so, it's a nicer car and everything. So Honda's going through this a little bit right yeah. now. You know, they have these new packages that they're starting to come out with on top of the regular trim levels, yeah. and you know, it's it's a little dicey. It's I yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree, but you really get into a lot of, um, you know, we're, we're already still in this inventory world where things just, you only get yeah. what they want to make and there's only so much and we're still limited supply. So yeah. to complicate that with more trims and more packages could be difficult, especially at that price point. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't disagree. I, I would like some intermediate package. I do love... Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I do love that they made a heated steering wheel available and you can add it to yes. any of them. So yeah. let's just bolt this thing on. It's a dealer installed option. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And to be fair, the heated steering wheel is a great thing to offer because there's people that don't want to pay the 50, 53, yeah. 54 for the advanced. Right. But to Matt's point is maybe they wanted you know, a surround view camera. Yeah. Right. And exactly. you can't get that unless you go all the way up. Yeah. So nuke the base. Nuke, I love the base though. Nuke the base package. The base. Make the tech the standard. Like the tech, maybe the tech would be the new base, and then have one before the A spec that, or even right after the A spec that does give you that. If if they said if they said hey here's a tech package right, but it's like a all weather package, price it the same as an A spec, but give you things like cooled seats, second row heated seats, seated steering wheel. Like a mini advanced package. I, I hear. Yeah. Right. And I think that's good. I think that I really think it's a good so, idea. I think you could have yeah, run that by me again. So price a tech package the same way as an A spec. Okay. But add cool seats, second row heated seats, heated steering wheel. I don't care about the heads up display. I don't necessarily care about the surround view camera. Maybe some people do, but at that point, that's you're talking about adding some major features. Maybe you should just get an advanced package. Right. right. But the creature comfort things that they're like, okay, I get that. I don't have to spend an advanced package. And just price it the same as an yeah, A-spec. So you're trading that, that all the other A-spec yeah. features. Well, sure. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. like Kind of like how they make the A-spec Advance, which, by the way, I know we didn't talk about the packages, but the RDX does a really good job at the packages. Base, tech, A-spec, 
advance, a spec advance, you know, and maybe that's, that's where that, uh, the tech package lives is like, Hey, you get the features of the tech package, you know, or, uh, you get the features of the advanced package, but it looks like a tech, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and that actually could be how the tech evolves down the road yeah. because the tech package has kind of gone away. It used to be the navigation, right? Right. And now that's, not even a thing, right? You could have a tech. I don't know why you even talk about that anymore. <laughs> the navigation being a thing. But yeah, um, so the packaging is great. I did jot down a quick little note was, uh, what happened to the Type S RDS? Well, that was that was my one dislike that they never came out with the Type S. And I don't, now at this point, 2023, I don't think we're going to see that in the, this generation no. because they're not going to come out with Type S for one year. I mean, it's no. just too much development. It's so there was rumblings of it. Though. There was, and I I think if there was one car that you know I put on my wish list of top cars to buy, yeah, it would be an RDX Type S, right? Because it, <laughs> right. it, it embodies everything you love yeah. about the car, and and then giving it more power and performance. And it's not going to be seventy five. And it's not going to be or close, but it's not going to be as expensive <laughs> as an MDX Type S. It'll be yeah. like in the mid sixties, yeah. right? Because that's it, what it would what it, what a home a run bit. to us it would be. Honestly, it might even be a. It might be well, in the low be, 60s because look at the TLX type. It'd be yeah. TLX. It depends on how, how close they are. Yeah. Right. It would depend on how if you wanted to do how like the MDX did or more like the TLX. But I think it would be a, a ton of car for that price, even if it's in the mid 60s. I think yeah. it. You know, and you put the same engine that's in the Type S TLX. Right. I know. Yeah. I mean, it follows suit, right? right. It only makes but, sense, right? And uh, plus, it's a smaller displacement engine, so hopefully, it would fit. You might even know, get better MPG. So <laughs> if, you put, if, you put three, right. if you put the 355 horsepower V6 in there, you might even Those get are hopes and dreams. That so if you're looking in the crystal ball, though, when they when they design the next RDX, yeah. which is probably already designed, right? It's already, not. already on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have this an electric gear. power plant. I mean, I'm. Oh, it's going to be... If they're just going to like call it the ZDX. So, <laughs> I hopefully they would release the new RDX and then a year later, like they did with the yeah. Integra yeah. And, and, and TLX, yeah. MDX, MDX, come out with the Type S version. So, let's hope that that's how that plays <clears throat> out because I think yeah. I'd like if that. If any hacker execs watch this and you just planted the seed in their head to nuke the RDX and replace it with the ZDX, I'm going to be really <laughs> I'm really sorry, yeah. <laughs> Don't well, worry. And Hacker's that, not watching. Right. And, yeah. and just... <laughs> So I guess that kind of goes into like what, what we're seeing next. So we're on the 23. So 22 was refreshed, 23. We maybe have one more year of this generation. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll probably expect one more year. And then and it could be a short year, actually. It could be 24, could be a short year on it, that. It so, could be. Um, so we're probably next year-ish away from... Uh, <laughs> which is kind of crazy uh, yeah. to think about. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the ZDX. I'm only saying that because... We don't know exactly what that what space that ZDX is filling in terms of size. It does look like it's an, I guess, RDX-ish size vehicle. Um, so we'll see what that looks like. So whether or not they want to continue forward with that is another thing. So um, might be. Where you go? Well, Dustin, Dustin has to leave. To I do have to leave. I apologize. We'll wrap this up. Thanks for your input, Dustin. Yeah, really appreciate you. Great job today. Doing. We'll give you extra points. <laughs> Power um, steering column. I know you want. You had that on your list of. I did, um, you know, and I and I think that's one thing. You know, people do ask about that. That why doesn't it have a power steering column? And maybe that's a little thing. And and not that you should spend more to get an MDX to have that, but maybe they do put some, that something like that on an advanced package or a higher trim level. I like it because it does. It screams luxury. 
I don't yeah. necessarily like having one. I, I don't. The functionality doesn't do a lot for me. Steering columns are set it and forget it. And you know, unless there's multiple people driving the car, I like to leave it where it's at. But I'll tell you why I like it. Because it matches with the memory seats. Yeah, it does. That's the best it part does. about that. You know, because like, I don't like to touch my wife's steering wheel on her, on her Honda Odyssey because I know that's where she likes it. So I kind of drive it where my seat's comfortable and my mirrors are comfortable and not necessarily where my steering wheel's comfortable. And I don't want to necessarily mess around with that. So I love power steering column. I think that's kind of like a nice thing. I know you're not moving it all the time if you're the only one driving it. But if you do share that car with someone, yeah, you do. You it do. is kind of nice to, to do that. Um, and some of the competitors was the other, was there anything else you wanted to bring no, up? No, just, okay. yeah. Um, I wrote, jotted down some of the competitors real quick and Lexus world, it can be the NX or even the RX. Yeah. So technically NX, if you're out there uh, doing your product comparisons, the NX, it was built to compete with the R RDX. Mm -hmm. And I say that because it was RDX was first and yeah. then Lexus created a smaller SUV. Um, but it's a little bit of, uh, in between the two. It right, is, so it yeah. lives between the NX and the RX. It's a little bit bigger than the NX, yeah. smaller than the RX. And people that drive the NX, and maybe you have one, but people don't like it. Um, I've driven the one we had here. It was really a choppy ride for a Lexus, and it's pretty much the same price point as an RDX. So I don't, and it's much smaller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so, one thing that, that I yeah. notice. It is, yeah, it's not quite the refined Lexus you expect. Right, and it's certainly. You know, not like the RDX or even like the RX and the Lexus. Yeah. Uh, and it's small. The size just doesn't, I mean, it's tight. Yeah. So not to say cross that one off your list. I know people compare it because of the price point And, you know, people don't realize how small it is. But, um, and then the RX, like you were saying, you know, the RX, it is a super nice car. They've done a really good job with that. But again, price point is that of an MDX. Yes. And, and it was built to compete with the yeah, MDX exactly. platform. Yeah, exactly. Um, Infinity, which, boy, I don't know if they make cars anymore, um, but apparently they still do. But the, so QX, the QX50 50, is the... Yeah, that's a competitor with that one. That That's a car we don't hear a lot of... You know, when people are cross-shopping an RDX, it's funny. The, the comparisons are not with... It's weird. It's not like how it is with the MDX. Like, you don't hear stuff with about the Infiniti. I don't... I hear a little bit of the rumblings. Like, he was talking about his customer did look at the... G, or is about to look at the GV70... Well, ones, the GV70 is so. kind of taken what I say what used to be the Infinity placeholder. Oh, sure, yeah, right. And people lunch. used to have Infinity on their list. Yeah. They don't as much anymore. We have we just took into uh, QX50s. Matter of fact, they replaced oh. them with RDXs that were the same year, which was really interesting. So there were twenty QX50s. Yeah. They're twins, back to back for the same week, and they both replaced <laughs> them with a twenty RDX. Like they didn't even move up. They yeah. just said, "I just want the RDX." I'm not so sure what that's all about. Um, I don't know. You, I know I wasn't involved in that one, but. You know, um, but the Genesis GV is another one that's on the yeah. list as, as you know, and I don't know as much about that car, but it probably was built just like the GV80 to compete with the MDX and in that class, yeah. the, the GV70 was built to compete with RDX. Like pretty much directly. I mean, yeah. the size in, and everything is pretty much the same uh, as far as like offerings go. I'm not like super familiar with like what engine offers. I'm, it's a horse-owned turbo. I know that. Sure. Um, and then the Volvo XC60, you know, that's always been kind of a staple with Volvo. Um, it's a, it's a super, it's, it is a nice And car. that comes and goes, that's like a roller coaster because Volvo, yeah. I don't think Volvo, um, per se redesigns their cars as often as some maybe other manufacturers. So yeah. when it, when it changes, we hear a lot about it. When it that's doesn't, true. it's, we don't hear as much about it, yeah. but it's very comparable. Mm -hmm. The BMW X3, of course, is probably one of the top competitors. And that reminds me how the Lexus is because people do talk about the X3 and the X5. 
um, as far as like size uh, and price point. It's kind of similar in that realm. X5 is kind of a little bit bigger than an RDX, but again, people do cross shop. It's more expensive for sure. Sure, and then the Audi Q5 uh, is, yes. the, is the next one. And again, both Audi Q5 and the BMW X3 have both grown up. So yeah. uh, they're they're almost a touch bigger than the RDX yeah. oh, yeah. now. And they never used to be. Actually, they were smaller and then they've kind of surpassed it. Right. And that used to be my old thing in the business. I, I, I said, someday, we're going to stop saying that the trunk is bigger on our car because you just can't keep making it bigger. And that used to be every every year. It was, it was who can't own the car? Okay, who has the most trunk space? Right. That used to be the thing. Like the benchmark. Like, like, that was the benchmark. It's just who kept getting more, more trunk space? Right. Well, eventually, you have to stop measuring trunk space because the car can't get, just be all trunk. Right, or else and, it's just going to be like an MDX with the third row down or and something. And that's what I, the Q5 kind of did that. It, it went from small to medium to... Almost large, yeah. And now I don't know if they're outside their class, right? I don't. I, don't, I haven't parked one next to a Q7, but I bet you it's <laughs> really close, right? And you know what I'm really happy to, to say is that I never hear anyone talking about the Hyundai's or Kias with in comparison to the RDX. Um, well, so we have a lot of people that upgrade or right. maybe step up, yeah, from, from like models. a Tucson yeah. or something like that. And I bring that up because on the MDX and well, really the MDX, you know, people do compare the Telluride or the Palisade and. And obviously, they feel like it's at, you know, the price point's a little lower, but they feel like luxury-wise, that's just the case, whereas those other ones aren't there at all, in my opinion, like the Santa Fe or the Tucson. They're not, they're just not as nice. Um, but again, that's that's something that we typically hear. I don't know if there's any other ones. You know, I guess the Mazda CX-50, I know we talked about Mazda a little bit last time. Um, yeah, the Mazda CX-50 is is, a, is probably a, a nice car to put on that list if, you, if you're thinking, well, I like the RDX, but it's yeah. just outside my price point. That is a great car to, to look at as far as yeah. trying to get something closer. I, clearly, if you drive them both and look at them both, you're going to see you're going to start to see a difference. But Mazda designed that car almost with a with a RDX in the background saying, okay, yeah. This is what we like, and this yeah. is what we're going to take from it. If you notice the screen, the operation yeah, of things, right. it's yeah. very it's similar. It's not a touchscreen. Yeah. So, yeah, just so, keep that in um, mind. <laughs> that's a great car to put on the list. Power plant is is not much different. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the RDX, like, overall, it it, it checks a ton of boxes. I love the RDX, and I'm, I know I work here, but I really do. I do love the MDX as well. I just feel like the, the RDX has a little more boxes checked, and it does a really good job of filling that it, for us, it's a really strong sweet spot for us. Well, it's just hard out in the, in that in the market environment today to look at cars that are in the forty up to fifty. I mean, it's really kind of low forties to fifty thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of cars, and it's not so much luxury cars anymore. So, yeah. a lot of regular cars fit in that price category. So, RDX gets on a lot of lists. Yeah, right? it does. And it, yeah, it's it's hard to beat what you get in it if it size and everything fits you. Right, and uh, I know you mentioned earlier like availability. <laughs> so yeah, so right um, now, um, and we don't want to tout this too much because times changed. But you know, Acura's struggling to to produce many RDXs, but we also know that Honda is also struggling to produce C CRVs, yeah. and that's a new CRV for them. So. Uh, there, I don't know if the supplier constraints, I'm sure we still have some chip problems. Um, so they're slow to come in, but there has been some availability. Yeah. seems like certain trims are, are left out to dry, but, but there <laughs> has been some availability <laughs> on the car. There has been. We have a handful, but they're all the A-Specs. So, yeah, mostly A-Specs, yeah. a handful of techs. The entry-level ones, the premium package is really hard to get a hold of. And same way with the Vans package, there's just obviously with that extra tech. It's yeah. hard to get. Um, 
so yeah, I don't, is there anything else you had to say about that? No, RDX, okay. you know, I knew that, that, and I, we don't want to sound like we just want to tell you everything good about it, but it, if you checked one out yourself, you're going to, and you're in the market for a car like that, it's a hard car to, to say a lot of bad things about. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, it's not, not just because we work, not, not just because we work here. I mean, we really, we really do see, you know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, we, we see stuff out there and, and again, the price point, everything else, it really makes sense. So if you're in the market for an RDX, put it high on your list. It really should be extra high on your list just simply because of all those things that we talked about. Oh, and the one thing we were going to mention, and we'll have another episode, we'll talk oh. a little bit about crash test ratings. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the RDX is yeah. a uh, insurance institute top, top safety yeah. pick plus. Yep. That's a mouthful. Yeah, and there's, I know I, I know we were going to do one, and maybe depending on the timeline when you put this one out, but I wanted to kind of do some research about like the safety ratings and stuff like that because there's a lot of confusing stuff out there. Yeah, and I think the perception uh, is there's only certain brands that are really safe, right. uh, and that's wrong, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as time goes on. Acura is yeah. a very safe brand. Matter of fact, Honda, just a reminder, Honda is an engineering company first that happens to build cars, and safety is one of the top things on their list. Right. They just don't advertise it like, like, right. like same thing with all-wheel drive. Like, you know, all-wheel drive is Subaru and Audi, and safety is Subaru and Volvo. Right. But uh, somehow Subaru meets both those things, but, you know, it's not like that brand's any safer. In fact, it might be less safe in some areas than not. And we'll Actually, talk, that's a good, you yeah. brought up a good point, because I know we, we were talking about some of the features, and... Um, We'll dive into this on another episode, but we'll talk yeah. about features and how they work. So not all features are created equal as much as no matter how much the manufacturer advertises or touts those. Yeah. And I use Subaru as the brand example because I have both Subaru and Acura at home. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that their highly touted features aren't as good as the non-touted <laughs> yeah. Acura features. Right. So I, same yeah. features. So on the piece of paper, it looks the same, but in yeah. action, it's different. That's a good, I like that way. We hooked them this time. I don't think we've hooked you guys before. So that'll be in the next one. We'll do some research to make sure we know what we're talking about so we don't sound like idiots. Um, but again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate all the comments. So great comments. Yeah. I, we do Thanks for them. the feedback on the, on the last one. It yeah. Was, it was good to hear. So we know oh, what yeah, direction yeah. people like to go. Yeah. And so. I think this was a lot of, I, we have fun with these things because this is stuff that we talk about all the time, like in our little. Like, yeah. If you sat in this office during the day, <laughs> those are the same things. Half the time when we're doing numbers, we're talking about other stuff. But yeah, what, you know, with regards to the car, man, I wish they would do this or, you know, I really like this. It's just something that I think in the car business that we like to talk about. And it's important as a, uh, as a brand to make sure that we talk about that stuff. So if anyone is listening that they know like what we hear from our clients, cause that's, that's, I think what we try to talk about is what people. Yeah. The feedback we, we get from you guys yeah. as, as customers coming in the doors, either liking this or not liking this, why yeah. they didn't buy it or they yeah. did buy it or they bought X, Y, Z because yeah. they didn't like this. Exactly. Yeah. It's you great, know. great feedback. Thank you again so much for uh, watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. I know I should say that at the beginning because that's really where your attention level is. But uh, So like, like and subscribe. Any comments, they're awesome. We appreciate them. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great night. And we'll see you soon.